And we are back and we are the run duo. My name is Tommy Mitchell. And I am India Cook. What's up, India? I am good. How are you? I am good. Episode 77. Listen, I was just over here. Y'all heard that little hesitation I had. I was just over here trying to calculate out when our 100th episode will be. It looks like it's going to hit in the beginning of 2020 unless we drop some extras. Extra. Oh, in 2022. 2022. That's fine. That's cool. We can, we can, we're going to get to 100. Y'all ain't got to worry about that. Y'all ain't got to worry about that. Don't even worry about that. But anyway, how's, how's your last two weeks been going? It's been good. It's been busy. If y'all been watching or hearing me on social media, I had been um, just a little under the weather. Um, So I have not been doing my miles, but I am all good now, ready to hit the pavement again. I'm going to be doing a 5K this weekend. So I'm like, we're going to pray about that 5K, but we're going to get through it. What 5K are you doing? What 5K are you doing? I'm going to do Hearts and Souls. Oh, Hearts and Souls. That's right. Yeah. uh, In your backyard, you're not running? No, nah, Heather got me on that one. She's like, you going to do Hearts and Souls? I was like, I don't know. We're good. Because only one of us can run. So, right, right, right. yeah. So, I think Heather's going to do the Hearts and Souls. So yeah, I'm, it's, I'll in, be it's in your backyard. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so right gonna, over here. Yeah, I'm going to do that one just to, you know what? You know, I'm one of those people. There's been a lot of people that have a conversation about, like, losing fitness and taking time off and, like, getting back to it. I'm one of those people. Sometimes I feel like when I get back to it, like, my breathing is labored usually. Mm-hmm. But my legs like, hey, girl, let's go. Because they fresh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the legs fresh legs. Fresh. And so, I mean, I'm excited about it. My legs are usually fresh, so they'll turn over. It's just about me getting my breathing and not feeling like my chest about to bust open. So well, Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to say that, too. Like, if I, I take a long break, my, yeah. my, it's like my body still wants to run that pace that I was running before I stopped. Yeah. But my chest is like, yeah. Yeah, we, no. yeah we're not, we ain't there yeah. yet. So I, I understand completely um, where, you're, where, where you're coming from. Um, yes. Now, before we get too far into this, I do want to do a shout out. It's a non-running shout out to um, R.I.P. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Hank Aaron. If you don't know who yeah. Hank Aaron is, I can't tell you. But Hank Aaron, um, for a long time, was the home run king of the uh, MLB. And, you know, in today's world, we talk a whole lot about what um, people of color have to deal with. Mm-hmm. I-, I doubt any of us can even imagine um, the kind of things that he went through, um, mm-hmm. you know, when he was uh, becoming the home run king. And mm-hmm. the, the great thing was everybody will say, you know, he went through a lot of things, death, death threats. People threaten his life just because he can hit home runs. Mm-hmm. If that's not the stupidest crap you've ever heard in your life, I, I don't know what is. He went through a lot when he was becoming the home run king. He really never had a year where he was like a super, like he, where he hit 60 and 70 home runs. He was just real consistent. And that, you know, that comes back to running consistency. He hit 40 home runs every year and eventually he broke Babe Ruth's record. And that was the whole controversy, a controversy that shouldn't have been a controversy about this black man taking a record from a white man, Babe Ruth, who at the time everyone felt was the king of of baseball. But he passed away um, recently. Um, and, you know, I, I have been to, you know, charity functions. When I first moved to Atlanta, I went to a, to a lot of things where you got mm-hmm. to meet, you know, famous people. Um, and honestly, I was never more excited than when I went to this charity function that Hank Aaron was room. And I think there was like, you know, um, black political leaders in the room at the same time. I want to talk to them. The main person I want to talk to was, was Hank Aaron. I just wanted to give a little shout out uh, about him and, you know, pass on, you know, rest in peace. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think that that is so befitting because um, it is Black History Month. So this is the first week of Black History Month. So befitting in the midst of you mentioning that, definitely rest in peace um, for him. But he is history. He is history and we are history. Um, but he is history um, and Black History Month to all of our listeners. And you know what, Tommy, we are making history. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I mean, you know, when people talk about Black history, I was like, look, dude, I am Black history. Every step I take, every time I wake up in the morning, I'm Black history. Exactly. Um, and it's it's very important, you know, a lot, you know, with Black history, they, they, they say Black history is American history. Which it, it definitely is. It definitely is American history because there's so many things that um, African Americans have contributed to the American experience, to mm -hmm. making America what it is today. Um, and, you know, every day we're, we're contributing. I think during the pandemic, we found how important um, African Americans uh, could be because a lot of these people that had to keep going to work, that didn't have, you know, the opportunity such as me to work from home, that had to keep going to work. So, the Walmarts would stay open, so the yeah. stores would stay open, so the grocery stores would stay open. Those are African Americans, baby. And um, so, you know, we, we find out how important these people are when times mm -hmm. get hard. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I mean, I agree, Tommy. We are Black history. We are, we continue to be good examples of great history of, um, with Black individuals, as, as Black individuals. So, we just got to keep trucking, doing what we're doing and <laughs> allowing that platform to be. Um, as we're talking about Black history, I also want to mention the 223 Foundation as well as Run um, Diversity Coalition, which we definitely talked about on this on this um, on our podcast. They are doing a Run with Mod uh, virtual race on the 23rd. So of course he passed February 23rd um, of last year. So they are doing a virtual race. It's $23. Definitely check out Allison Desir's page, or you can look up 223 FD9. Um, it's the 223 Foundation, check them out and you can look up all registrator, all registration information. So as we talk about Black history and things that definitely have happened um, over the last year, I want to just plug that one as well. Great. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. And one last shout out before we get into some of our conversations. Thank you, Runner's World. Runner's World shouted us out again on another article. Woo -woo. So <laughs> congratulations, Tommy. We doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to get, you know, acknowledged for what you do. Um, yes. You know, that, I mean, of course, that's not why we do it. We do it because we enjoy talking about running. Uh, we mm -hmm. enjoy, you know, being a part of the conversation of the community, which I definitely enjoy doing. Um, so, but when you do get acknowledged, it's always nice. Of course. And it just lets you know, keep doing what you're doing because um, people are listening and seeing. And that's what we're here for, like to entertain um, and to educate and to have a good time. So and share the knowledge and connections that we have with people and allow people to have the platform that they deserve. So exactly, yes. exactly. Speaking of platform, how are all these runners going to run all these world majors in the fall? <laughs> all right. All right. Let's let's go ahead. Go ahead and break it down. Go ahead. and Break it down. Okay. So we have the women, the women's Olympic marathon, August 7th, the men's Olympic marathon, August 8th. We know that everybody's not in the midst of all that, but mm -hmm. to the world majors to where me, you and other, our other friends may be involved. September 26th is Berlin marathon. October 3rd is London. October 10th is Chicago. October 11th is Boston, which was newly announced. And then October 17th is Tokyo. And then New York is November 7th. Like no breathing room. 
<laughs> no breathing room. So the crazy part about it is that there are so many people that were registered for some of these races for 2020. They had to defer to 2021 because mm -hmm. of we know 2020. Mm -hmm. But now it's like some of them are getting into 2021 and they had a deferment from 2020. Like I know people that are like, how am I going to run 26.2 every week of the fall next year? Or how am I going to be in Chicago one day and then Boston the next day? <laughs> like, how is that going to work? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think they, they need, I understand the reason yeah. people would try it, but yes. I would not recommend it. Yes. So I know there's plenty of people that are going to do their damnedest to do it and mm -hmm. get it done. I don't know what their pockets look like and what kind of work they do to be able to, <laughs> to make it happen for all of those, especially people that are going like potentially going out of the country. Yeah. Um, but I, I give all props to them. But again, like physically, it's probably not the best option to try to back up all of those together and it, it's going to be interesting too to see if it technically comes to fruition that all of them line up i mean i i have the conversation with a couple of my friends and they hate talking to me about it because i don't think it's going to happen for the fall that's just personally for me uh, and they don't want to talk to me about it anymore because they like you're so negative and i'm like no i'm just being realistic like i unless everyone can get vaccinated by the fall or even by the summer because technically you don't want to train up and then the race don't happen, right? Like, I think that they would have to call it sooner than the fall. Um, but I, I don't know. I still don't have much faith that that lineup is going to happen. It's interesting that it's out there, though. But I don't have much faith. What do you what do you think, Tommy? Well, I mean, you know, Tess sent the text message to us um, on yeah. Wednesday of last week. And I looked at it when I got a chance to because I was not... Um, I wasn't able to uh, really look at it when she sent it. And all yeah. I said to myself was, I mean, anybody can write something on paper. You know, right. anybody can, yeah. <laughs> I can, shoot. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll give you a date. You want a date? I'll give you a date. Anybody right. can do that, but I need to see what your plan is. I need to say, okay, are you saying that everybody that's running this has to be vaccinated? Are you saying, you know, everybody has to, um, um, are we going to do a time trial style? I mean, what are you yes. doing? Because there's no way you're going to sit and act like, you know, this pandemic or maybe the pandemic and I'm using quote, the pandemic will be over, but COVID isn't going anywhere. So you still have right. to be wary of what's going on in the United States anyway. Um, so like I said, anybody can write down a date on a piece of paper, but show me what your plan is to get this done. Right. And speaking of that, so not only are the world majors, and I, I'm just going to plump this into this conversation because we have to think about it. So the Peachtree Road Race also, Atlanta Track Club also announced that the Peachtree Road Race is happening for 2021. Mm -hmm. It is happening for 2021. Now live. what they did it live in person. Mm -hmm. So what they did explain is that it will not be the 60,000 people that usually would run it. And the, that's the reason why I lumped it with this conversation is because these world majors are usually large thousands of people it is not a small town race and, mm -hmm. and the atlanta track club peachtree road race is the same way now they have acknowledged there has been some conversation going around about having to pro provide receipt of vaccination or receipt of a COVID test prior to the day there's been a couple things that has been talked about mm -hmm. so 
I look forward to seeing how that's going to play out. Again, we know that the the number of recipients, uh, people that I can run it won't be able to run. It won't be 60,000. Um, but we should be finding out sooner than later on that because we will be able to register in March for the Peachtree. Um, of course, Atlanta Track Club has been doing races and they have been time trialed. So meaning that you have to sign up for a time slot and they only allow a certain amount of people to run the race and start at a certain time. So it should be very interesting to see if it's going to take place. Yeah, in the peace tree, they're going to spread it out over two days this time, aren't they? Yeah, so it so it's kind of been vague as far as exactly how mm -hmm. they're going to do it, but they do have two days, but I think that they wanted to incorporate that because there's going to be a virtual option available as well. Okay, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. But, but the yeah. In the in-person option, I doubt, is going to be a two-day thing. I think it's definitely yeah. going to be a one-day thing, and the virtual option you can do between the two days yeah because they had i think the only thing that i've seen about it they talked about the the fourth and the fifth i want to say yes the fourth yeah. and the fifth that's correct mm -hmm. yeah so, so i'm excited um, about it taking place yeah uh, exactly what it, what it's gonna look like <laughs> i mean you know hey let's do it let's go it, it, it's just you know even if they do try to do a time trial i mean even if they cut down the amount of entrance in these marathons these world majors mm -hmm. and they try to do a time trial that's a lot. I mean, to even though you have waves, I, I guess that they would definitely be smaller, and that's holding a street for a long time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Out. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're, you're holding the street for a long time. That's why they have to cut down. They would have to cut down the amount of people. Like for instance, in my mind, when I think about Boston, more than likely they're going to really cut down the qualifying times. Like I feel like if they have Boston, I feel. Personally, I feel like they're going to cut out charities. They're going to cut out like anybody. Like it's going to be a tight time qualification. And it was already every year. I feel like it gets tighter and tighter, but I think it's going to be even tighter time qualification. And if not, I think any of these uh, world majors are going to be, be elite based only in order for them just to like kick off. I think it could be potentially elite based. But yeah, I think when it comes to um, having time specific start times, it's going to be important for them to narrow down the field because like you said, you can't reserve streets for a certain amount of time. And I don't even know how long or them allowing streets to be open in particular places. Like I know that permitting was an issue at one point. So exactly. But you know what I would, it would be fun though, to find somebody that could get a sponsor, find a, like a, just somebody fast, mm -hmm. slow, whatever runner that could get a sponsor that could get them into all the races and pay to get them there. I would love to see that. That would be fun. Yeah. That, that, would, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just saying, you know, hey, some of y'all shoe companies, y'all might want to grab somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grab and somebody. If anybody, that, anybody that is one of our listeners, um, I think Philip, um, Philip is, I want to say one of, Patrick, not Philip, not Patrick, not Philip, Patrick, excuse me. Patrick, I think was in, it was registered for several of these. And I he's the guy that would, would talking about Jefferson? Go. Yes. Okay. He's a okay. guy Patrick Jefferson. He definitely is a guy that would go and try to do all of them. So we should probably check bases with him to see if Well, I mean, it, Patrick, if it's if it's you, great. Anybody, anybody that has registered all these and that's actually gonna try to do all of these, holla at us. We would love <laughs> to talk to you. First, I, I yeah, I would love to talk to you, kind of check your logistics out, see what you're actually doing, and follow your story. Exactly, for sure. 
So speaking of that, and speaking of Boston, since Boston was the most recent race to announce their fall race, they also announced, the BAA also announced that they are having a 2021 virtual 5K. So I know for a lot of people and some of our listeners, Boston is the Super Bowl of running, um, of running the marathon. Oh, Super Bowl is, yeah, since you're talking about Super Bowl, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm also- sorry. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> He, y'all, he want to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm over here talking about running. He got to talk no, about No, you said Super Bowl. <laughs> so I thought that was a good time to point out to the, um, the world that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. But you go see on. how y'all, y'all see how he said he had to cut me off. And then <laughs> he going to say, go ahead, go ahead. And then he still had to announce it. Y'all hear that? I just wanted you to think I was just doing it for just doing it. It's, it's news. Right. It's yes, news. I understand. I text but, you and let you know congratulations <laughs> to your team. Congratulations to your team. Anyway, anyway, go back. BAA 5K. BAA 5K. So the Boston Marathon also has a 5K that's associated with it. Some people like to go in and do the 5K as well as the if they are also running the marathon or people that are cheering on people that are running the, the marathon, they go and do the 5K if they are unable to get into Boston. Anyway, they are allowing us to do a 5K virtually. It's the BAA 2021 virtual 5K. It will take place the weekend of April... 16th through the 18th um, of the of 2021 you can still register for it as of today today is, we're recording on tuesday february 2nd you can still register for it um the package there's three different packages that you can obtain um the package that i signed up for is the highest package which is 65 dollars, and that includes the um the shirt a medal as well as a training plan i'm a coach and i love seeing other people's training plans so i definitely want to obtain that but there is a 60 dollars package that's a shirt the medal as um the shirt and the medal what else is included in this you said shirt medal and then the no that's it for the 60 dollars. the shirt and metal uh-huh yeah, and then it's the finish also it's the finish line a 40 40 package which is just um the just start line the, it's called the, the start the line yeah. just the metal yeah. so definitely check that out baa um go on, on their instagram page you can click on it go right into their to go right into their um online so their athletic village so definitely check that out i think there are a lot there'll be a lot of people this year doing that virtual and i'm actually surprised it is still open it opened up on monday the first um and it is still open so hopefully some of our listeners can get into that did that? Yeah, I would. I I think because uh, when you talked about it before we started recording, I was I went and looked. At it, I was like, oh, a BAA shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Man, y'all. Hey, if you're a runner, you know what that means. You know that BAA shirt means something. So mm-hmm. I might not. Hey, I might not make the marathon, but I'm gonna qualify. It's something. It's something. It's something. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, our guest Tommy Daniels. Um. Is coming on. He did the. I think he went up and did the 10K one year. Yeah. Um, for BA, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely um, like India said, uh, Boston is it's 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 something that you want in in your history. It's something that yeah. you want to be able to write. Hey, I did something with BAA, so I might right. go ahead and sign up for that myself because it is in April during my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I might go ahead and do that to be something for my birthday run. Yeah, it'll definitely be something that you can have. Um, and of course, it's still on my bucket list to be able to actually run in Boston, run the Boston Marathon. But, you know, if you can get a little a little, a little morsel of the excitement, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Let me ask you, because, you know, I mean, because, of course, we all have that goal of, you know, running all the world majors and that kind of thing. When the pandemic hit, did it, did it kind of, did it hit you a little bit like, well, man, is, is this going to, make it so i'll never be able to do this did that did that ever cross your mind 
it did. It. So yeah. it made me think, am I going to be able to do it? It made me think because I also have a goal of running the 50 states, half marathon, 50, a half marathon in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, not that I was doing any traveling last year, but like a couple of years ago, I was traveling like every other month, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. A race. Um, and so well, not every month, like every quarter to a race. But I just feel like it's it's definitely halting my process of getting to that. And I'm definitely having to reset my goals. And mm-hmm. not saying it won't happen, but I think there are some people that were definitely racing every month um, to get to a goal by the age of 50 or whatever their situation was that this pandemic has really done some setbacks of things. So yeah, I'm, I'm questioning when that whole international travel is going to be able to happen or even big marathons in general big marathons are even going to take place for the general population i have a i have an inkling that it's going to go elite base for 2022 like they're just going to allow the elite to run it because they can the elite field can be they can be tested they can be quarantined they can hotel them up to get like they can put them in a hotel so they don't go nowhere and see nobody else you know that stuff they can they can really uh take control of that but they can't really do that for the general population yeah exactly yeah i kind of i got a little hit like that i mean not that i was even close i've only won one run one world major in chicago but it kind of made me go oh because i mean i was sitting back like i got plenty of time to you know get this done it did kind of hit me like oh wow this is not gonna be as easy as i thought because we don't know when these are gonna happen again now as far as we were just talking about the world majors i hope to heaven that all this happens i would i would love it if every single race happened so um, I'm praying that it does. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, of course there are, I am just continue to be amazed and excited when these companies are putting together races, um, different races. Um, so for instance, project carbon X happened. Hoka one one was able to put on a race. It was a hundred K, which is 62 miles. Yes. You heard me 62 <laughs> miles. Um, they put it on for their Hoka athletes and, I just think that it's amazing the way that they were able to facilitate this race, have athletes come out and actually crush the 100K. So the first woman, Audrey Tangai, finished her miles in seven hours, 40 minutes and 36 seconds. And she's from France. And then Nicole Monette finished in 743 and some seconds. And then, of course, um, Jim Walmsley, he finished in 609.26. Can you believe that? That was a 557 per mile. And he was able to get the a new American record. And then uh, Raj Paul Panu, he was able to do the 100K. And this was his 100K debut. He did it in 628.31. And he's the third fastest American to be able to do that. So oh, wow. I just think that it's amazing to not only have records being broken, um, but just being able to have these types of races facilitated to allow these elite runners and sponsored athletes still be able to use their fitness and see where they are for when the world does really open back up for true traditional racing again exactly exactly i I definitely agree um i missed that one but i'm sure it was you know i love watching elite runners run i like to really good yeah i like to physically watch them because i think honestly i learn something every time i watch elite runners run whether that be something about their form, um, something about, you know, how, how they pace themselves, how, you know, how they, you know, how often they do their nutrition, anything mm-hmm. at all, I try to pick up when I'm watching the league runners. Yes, definitely. I think that that's, that's what I love about it too, is just the fact that you can, 
you can see what they do, how, how, how well they, you know, execute it. And it's so funny. I feel like when you watch these, for me, when I watch elites on the, on the TV, it looks like they're just like sprinting, like they're just doing like a nice little jog, but in actuality, they're sprinting. If you was to see them in person, you will probably see that they're, uh, they're sprinting, but yeah, but definitely check out carbon X, um, project. This is the second time that they've done this. Um, it, it actually aired on the 23rd. It was on YouTube. I'm not sure if the re air is on there. Um, but definitely look into it. It was a pretty good, pretty good thing to watch. And again, that was a hundred K that they ran for that one. Great, great, great. And I, I did want to, um, drop one thing in here before we get to our guest. Because we do a lot of times we'll talk about, you know, people who do amazing things. Uh, I wanted to kind of give a not really a shout out because I don't know him or I don't know her. Um, her name is Eddie Izzard. Um, you all probably know Eddie Izzard as Roman Nagel from the Oceans movies, Ocean 11, Ocean 12, Ocean 13. Um, she played Robin Nagel. Eddie Izzard is a transgender um, comedian, writer, activist, actor. Um, she actually, this past weekend ran, well, this past month ran 32 marathons, um, in 31 days, um, on a, on a treadmill. Um, she was doing it to raise money for what she calls make humanity great again. Uh, she's mm -hmm. out of London. Um, and this is not the first time that she's done something like this. In 2009, she ran 43 marathons in 51 days. These are in 2009, these were live marathons, not on a treadmill, it's on the road. And in 2016, 16, she ran 27 marathons in 27 days in South Africa to honor wow. the late Nelson Mandela for his 27 years in prison. So she is, she's pretty much amazing. Even in 2020, she ran 29 marathons in 29 days across Europe. So she's, she's known for doing this. But we hmm. talk about, of course, um, representation for you know, African-Americans, minorities. Also, we're talking about representation for people who are gender fluid, which she is. Um, and like, if you've seen the Oceans movies and seen Robin Nagel, um, you see that she's very versatile. She has been transgender since she was 20, um, mm. openly transgender since she was 20. And she's like, I think 51 now. So it's just amazing, you know, that she, like I said, she's an actor. She does what she needs to do to, you know, to, to get the job done. Um, and actually, you know, if you know the Oceans movies, um, George Clooney's in it, and George Clooney was one of her supporters in this last um, marathon month, basically. Awesome. Listen, I think that that's amazing, like, to be able to do all those marathons and then the strength to be able to do them on the treadmill. Like, that is an even bigger accomplishment, too, for me, like, just thinking about that. So congratulations. That's yeah. Awesome. She did it on a, a Swift, a Zwift. Z-W-I-F-T, you know what I'm talking about? Because mm -hmm. I've seen people do the bike like that, but I guess they have a marathon version so mm -hmm. that she could put herself in different countries in Europe. And I guess the marathon goes up and down based on the inclines and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it was very interesting. Very, very interesting. Nice. Well, that is awesome. Yeah, I want to give one other shout out to the company Athleta. Um, they are, they have just launched a new line for their clothes that goes from the size XX extra, extra small to three X. So they are doing better with having inclusivity to, um, to include all body types. And they, they acknowledge on their Instagram when they posted their, their post about <clears throat> their new line that it's taken them a while to get to the inclusivity and, but they are happy where they are and where they're going to continue to be. They're also working with their employees that work at the athletic, athletic stores to help to, 
educate them on body positivity, like wording and how to talk to individuals that um, just maybe of a different size that maybe feel more less comfortable and just make sure there's not anything that they're saying negative to any in, uh, people that come in to sh- for their clothes and make sure that they're everybody's feeling included so congratulations athleta or con- not congratulations but good job athleta for stepping it great up great job athleta yeah you being more inclusive i think that that's definitely awesome. definitely being more inclusive i, I have found as through this past year that whether that be hiring somebody of color, whether that be how you associate people of minorities, how you associate with them, make them make it inclusive. It has to be intentional. It's not something that just happens. Unfortunately, that's that's the time period we're hoping for that eventually it's just something that happens. Um, so I applaud any company that, you know, does intentionally make sure that their employees understand how to interact. For sure. And I think 2021, 2020 was a a year of, okay, what are y'all doing? But I think 2022, 2021 is the year of, are you really about inclusivity and Black Lives Matter and all different, you know what I'm saying? All of the different movements of inclusivity mm-hmm. with diversity, race, color, ethnicity, all of that. Are you really doing it? What did you put in motion in 2020 so that we can see it in 2021 and moving forward? Like, I feel like it's, this is the year to really see if people were really on it or if they just put up the black squares or if they just talked about diversity just to get it done then. (laughs) So we'll see. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. Um, So we're going to bring on um, our guest, uh, Tommy Daniels, who is also a coach, just like uh, Indy. I think you guys became coaches at the same time. Mm -hmm. And as well as uh, Buddy Love, they have collaborated uh, to get Buddy Love back in shape. Um, but they're also considered what I call my Wakanda brothers. We all run on uh, some uh, some relay teams uh, in the past. So I, I just wanted to shout. I wanted to kind of talk with them, talk about what they're doing. So we're going to bring them on right now. And we are back to run duo. And we got two spectacular guests today. We got Tommy Daniels of Team Daniels. And we got Buddy Love or a.k.a. Demarcus Huff. How y'all doing today, guys? Man, doing good. Fabulous. What's up, guys? Fabulous. Welcome to the show. Thank y'all. Thank India, y'all for having us. How you doing? I'm good. good Thanks for asking. <laughs> Mr. Tommy. <laughs> team team Daniels over there. So, hey, guys, it's, it's great that you guys took time out of your day to speak with us. I want to talk to you guys. Now, first off, these are my Wakanda brothers. We've all been on um, uh, relay teams. Uh, uh, I think we did a half. Did we do a half marathon relay? And... Then we did the um, 10K, or what was it? The 20K Birmingham. 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 The Birmingham. And that was a full, I think. Yeah, was that, that was a full, full relay? Okay. Yeah. Full, full relay. All right. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great. <laughs> we were, we were uh, the Wakanda Olympic team. So these are my Wakanda brothers. It's good to speak with you guys again. Um, now, guys, we brought you, I brought you on today because I saw on Instagram that you guys are collaborating. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, to get Mr. Huff back in shape. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Pandemic body. <laughs> Pandemic body, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners can definitely relate to. But before we get into that part of it, I wanted to kind of get a little bit more information on how you guys both got in run just just real quick. I'll start with you, um, Buddy Love, Mr. Huff. How, how did right. you get into running? Um, I got into, man, I've been into running since high school, basically. Um, I was captain of my track team in high school. I ran for my uh, last two years, junior and senior. 
and I just took off from there. I just never let it go. I always liked running. It was my outlet. Even if I was just going through something, I just go outside and run and in the in the college parking lot, you know, like I, I was just running. So um that's basically how my running journey started. I didn't do long distance until I got to um uh, my mid-20s, I want to say 23, 24. And um I was doing some P90 workout, P90s workouts. And one day I was just like, let me just go outside and do a lap around the neighborhood. Then I was like, oh, that was a mile. All right, let me try to do this again. And I kept doing it. And I was like, all right, cool. I can I can run some distance. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I start forgetting about the speed and start, you know, getting into the distance. So that's when I found run clubs and stuff like that. So that was that's basically how my running journey got kicked off. So I got you. And honestly, that that age is kind of young to get into distance running. Usually. Like, I mean, I didn't really get into distance running until I got into my late 30s, uh, just trying to lose. That's usually the story. I'm trying to lose weight, and that's why I got into distance running. But that, that's cool that you got into it just because you actually enjoyed it. Especially if you didn't do, like, cross country or something in high school. Like, a lot of people, their story for when they get into distance running after high school is, is usually similar. Yeah, I was 4 by one 200, 400, and 800. Runner. And I had to do the, I had to do the mile event one time just because – our my guy couldn't make it to the track meet, and I still came in third. So, <laughs> so yeah, you you born to run. <laughs> yeah. I did a long jump too. So, I, I, you know what? I give you much credit, uh, uh, buddy love, because I I remember I had to run the eight eighty once or the eight hundred, and I ain't gonna lie, I walked that second lap. I was like, because I ran the four hundred. I was like, yeah, this ain't this ain't the move. That's too yeah, long. I, I, <laughs> Like there's a different beast. My yeah. first time running the 800, I didn't train for it. The coach was just like, we need somebody to run this eight. And then everybody looked at me because I was already <laughs> running everything. <laughs> so I ran the eight. I, I, I just paced myself with the third person in third place. And I was like, I'm just, I'm going to try to hold this. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I won the 800 one time by zigzagging. I got all the way down to the finish line on the last straightaway. I just zigzagged. And I was like, you ain't going to pass me. <laughs> <laughs> Exerting all this energy, right? <laughs> Going left to right. I got you. I got you. Now, Mr. Daniels, Tommy Daniels. Now, Tommy is actually a a, a, a recently certified uh, run coach. Uh, he actually got certified at the same time as India. So, it, Tommy, give us a little background on, you know, how you got into running. So, my journey into running was unexpected. I did not plan to run. No distances. Actually, I was 36. I was a claims adjuster at Liberty Mutual behind a cubicle handling claims. And normally, once a year, the company does like a health assessment. And I got that health assessment. And the only thing they said that was wrong with me was I had high blood pressure. And I was like, high blood pressure? They're like, yeah, it runs, it's, it's runs in the family. It may be hereditary. So they put me on blood pressure medicine. I did that for a couple years, actually just taking blood pressure medicine and it never really solved the problem. It was just, you know, masking the symptoms. So around 2009, I, I ran the Peachtree Road Race, right? No training, nothing. I finished in one hour, 13 minutes, like 11.50 pace. I said, I will never run, a, I'll never run six miles again in my life. That's ridiculous. <laughs> next, next thing you know, I wasn't an Atlanta track member or anything. So the following year, 2010, I didn't get in. So 2011, I was like, make sure I got in. I, I signed up for Atlanta track club just to get into Peachtree. 
And then 2011, I did it in like one hour and three minutes. So it was like a 10, 10.08 pace. I was like, uh, I gotta break that, that one hour. I gotta break that one hour. <laughs> so, the, so the next year I got read right at one hour and three seconds. So by, by the time 2013 came, I was a runner by then. I was like, you know what? I'm breaking one hour. I'm I'm start. I started going to the the regular Atlanta track events outside of the Peachtree Road Race. So 2013 was really my breakout year because I I think I did almost every race that was free for the Atlanta Track Club. And then I stepped up to like the All State Half Marathon. It was like a half marathon, and that's when I was like, I knew I I guess. I'm crazy or either I'm a runner because who the heck runs 13 miles? Right. And by mile 10, I realized <laughs> I wasn't a, I wasn't a half marathon runner because I wanted to quit. I swear I wanted to quit. You hit that wall of mile 10. Man, I hit that wall. India, I hit that wall so bad. I think I quit. I said, I, mean, I ain't running no more. I was done. 2013, I was done. I'm like, man, I ain't doing this no more. But, but then you start hanging that you became a runner when you first started running trying to get your high blood pressure down and you are really into it now. So you got that bug and now you keep chasing those times. And I mean, it's amazing. Cause you know what, Tommy, I've talked to you a lot of times. I interviewed you on my old podcast and I don't think I ever heard that story. How you got into running like that. Um, yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, cause you know, I, the, both these gentlemen are a part of a, a run group called pace the city. And I, and when I lived in the city, I would come, uh, I would go run with them and Tommy, you know, we were trying to, okay, everybody, we're going to run an easy pace today, everybody. Everybody going to run an easy pace. Tommy gone. <laughs> he just flat out rolling. Run his mile, <laughs> come back, check on you. Exactly. Run, run, come check on everybody. Dude, we used to have to get ringers to come out to stick with him. So, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's very good to hear that story that from where you've come from, just doing it just to get your blood pressure down, just doing it to, you know, start with the Peachy Rose race to now to the point where you got to the point where, hey, I want to be a coach and help other people. So that, that that's amazing, Tommy. I, I got to give it to you. Well, I'll Appreciate say this real quick because Tommy, it is Tommy Daniels. It is a big deal because I know when we were on um, doing our coaching seminars, you were trying to, what was it? A five minute mile you was trying to do? What was it that you were trying to yes, do? Yes, I'm chasing Rich of the Atlanta Track Club. The pre He ran the resolution run, I guess, was it last, not last year, but the year before, before COVID hit. 2020, mm-hmm. And he ran, Rich ran like a five, 10 minute mile. And I'm like, <laughs> this dude 40, he 40, what, eight, 49? I mean, he, he running like a five. The only person that beat Rich was his son. And his son ran in like <laughs> five minutes and three seconds. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm coming for Rich. So that's, yeah, yeah my, my goal is to run a five minute mile. I was hoping to do it um, this past year, but they didn't do the resolution run. That's the one miler. But um, yeah. I want well, I want <laughs> I want to I want to get somewhere own. in there. Right, yeah. hey. that you started out a little a, over eleven minute miles, and now your goal is a five minute mile. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that that really is awesome. But I ain't gonna say you know you might not want to mess with Rich. Rich, Rich, Rich got some legs on him, dude. He, you might think, no, I know. yeah, he yeah, he, he might act like an <laughs> administrator. He may act like an administrator, but Rick, Rich can get with you. So yes, yeah, if no, you can beat him, I give it to you. I give it to man, you. He can run. I'm yeah. a man. I did check not out know his Rich resume. Um, check out his resume. <laughs> now, um, now you guys, and what caught my attention, like I said, was you guys decided to collaborate. 
um, after, you know, Tommy, you became a certified coach, you decided to, to collaborate. What what brought that on? And whoever wants to kind of talk about what decide, what what started this and go ahead and talk about it. I let Buddy, because Buddy right. reached out to me, actually. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I saw that he posted that he was a certified coach. I was, I was, I was in and out of commitments. I've been, I've been trying to do 30 day challenge here, 20 day challenge there, two day challenge here. I'm like, man, I can't keep nothing going. <laughs> but I mean, it's all because, you know, you can't get out and you can't be amongst the people and you can't, you know, before COVID hit, you know, you, you had a community of friends where we'll go work out together every day. It was like, you know, clockwork, you know what I'm saying? So now it's like, it's all on you. Uh, I'm, I'm out here buying equipment for the garage and I'm like, man, it's boring in this garage, man. I ain't going to go down here every day. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, Tommy, Tommy, you're run coach. I'm going to go ahead and, 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 you know, put it to the test then. I'm going to let him make me a plan and I'm going to stay to this commitment. I told him, you know, if you're going to make me a plan, just make me a plan the way you're going to make it. Uh, don't worry about, you know, what my preference is or none of that. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you be the coach. You say you the coach. I'm gonna let you be. I'm gonna be coachable. So <clears throat> that's how we um, basically got into the collaboration. I just I trusted Tommy because he came to you know numerous runs even before he I seen he was certified. I always felt like he was a coach anyway because even on um, we did the relays, he used to always be like, all right, for this one, you know, we got heels here. He used to always know the routes. You know, he would tell you how to breathe. You know, tell you how how to pace yourself, um, so on and so forth. So. Uh, I just felt like it was it was a perfect mesh. Uh, so that's I got you. So before you go ahead. Before go ahead, you get into choosing um, Tommy as your coach, did you have a particular goal in mind, or was it just to get back into fitness and get back into running? Like, what was your thought process in regards to setting a goal? Uh, my thought process was, I mean, I would. So first we we try to do the Pace the City reboot. Everybody started texting my phone. We're gonna Pace the City again. I'm like, y'all want to Pace the City? I thought we still in this pandemic. <laughs> They're like, nah, man, we're trying to run. I'm like, all right, let's go run. So I did probably three Pace the City runs, and mm-hmm. I'm, my my pace was all over the place. One run, eleven minute pace, ten minute pace, nine minute pace. I'm like, I can't, I can't even keep up, you know. So I was like, I got to be able to keep up. So uh, when I when I talked to Tommy, I said. My goal is I want to be able to do a seven minute pace 5k. That's my goal. And that's the way he structured my plan. Um, I'm in week five and this week I'm actually getting to, you know, do the 800, eight minute paces and stuff like that. I got to do that night. So, um, it's, it's, been right. a, it's been a good journey. Uh, I will tell you this, my first month went by, I did over hundred miles and I was super proud of myself because the crazy thing is my goal last year was to do um, 80 miles for the year. <laughs> and I smashed that goal in the first month. <laughs> Wait for the year. So, 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 yeah. so, so, so India and Tommy. That's how crazy it was. <laughs> so India and Tommy, when, when Buddy came to me, he definitely said he wanted to do a seven minute pace because he wanted to be able to run that. But realizing where he was, I was like, okay, let me structure this so that we can gradually get him to where he needs to be. Just about to say, it, how long is this plan? Because that's you so, know you so so this is so so it's just so tw- it's a twelve week plan. I'm not trying to get him a seven minute pace. And what I basically what, okay. what he basically told me was he had never ran more than four miles. So my first part of the plan was just for him to build a base. So I had him running four days a week, right? Every run is at least six miles. 
So that right there's a challenge, right? So I'm just trying to build his base. And like we learned in class, um, you, you don't increase any stress, like you don't add pace plus distance at the same time, right? So I'm just trying to build a base for him. So the first three weeks, he's just running six miles for four days. Easy. I put two yoga days in there and then one rest day so that he could actually have that time to recover. Because as we learned in class, you no know, recovery is just as important as the actual run. So that first four, four runs, every, for the first three weeks, it's just four runs, right? And then after that, now he's getting into the, the, the power building where he's having to put in some more pace. Like he was saying, he got to run a quicker pace now. So now that he has a base, he's going to run a little faster. So he, now he has that added stress. He's still running the same distance. I didn't increase the distance. I just made him, he's going to have to run faster now. So it's going to be, a, that, that's a new stress. Right. And then once I he gets, you. He, he's going to do that for three, three weeks, right? And this stress too. Yeah. <laughs> I was about then, to say, buddy, how's that stress going? How's it going? I, I mean, I, I've, I've always been the type of person. I embrace, I embrace the pain, you know, no pain, no gain. Um, it kind of it kind of gave me an edge, honestly. Um, just to know that I'm up against something that I almost feel like I can't do, but I gotta do it anyway. So it gives me a little bit of an edge. My music get louder. Um, I be in there, you know, talking to myself, <laughs> fighting <laughs> through it. So you know, uh, PG it ain't PG thirteen either. It's all you know, let it all talk type of language. So wife and the kid got to be upstairs. <laughs> And I'm just getting at it. <clears throat> so now you are uh, you're running outside, right? Um, as far as your 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 training runs. Uh right now I'm running all on treadmill. Okay, so, you're doing a um, treadmill. I got because the way my schedule is, I can't really get outside and and be outside the house. Um, mm -hmm. because mainly because my son just need supervision and stuff like that. And by the time they get by the time my wife get home from work, it's it's dark as heck outside and. You know, I, I don't even want, I don't take no chances. So, I, yeah, I'm standing on treatment. <laughs> plus, plus um, after me and Tommy had our talk about just, you know, getting the base, um, getting your heart rate, you know, getting on the right heart rate and stuff like that, I figured treadmill would probably be the best thing for that anyway. So, I gotcha. Well, that's, that's great. And I mean, now, one thing I do know about you, um, uh, buddy, is you kind of like that Renaissance, you're like that Renaissance man as far as, fitness because you you lift you run i mean i've seen you do you know hit workouts i've seen you do all kinds of stuff um so Martin. what a, those those <laughs> those those other parts of your fitness are you still are you still lifting or have you just kind of centered in on the running and anything that um tommy's putting on your your training right now i'm centered in just on the running mainly because i don't want to take away from the main goal uh, i feel like eventually i get to the point where um so no, eventually I get to the point where I start um, throwing in some uh, some weightlifting and stuff like that. But um, I told Tommy I probably would do, you know, on my yoga days, run for a mile, lift for probably about 25 minutes and then do my 30 minute yoga. But nothing too much to strain my body because six miles every day, like that's, I, I like I told Tommy, my average run was four miles and I'm done, you know, so. Just just seeing a, a, a 12 week schedule with six miles everywhere, I was like, oh Lord, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. <laughs> but 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 the hey, good thing and I, is I helped him out because I spread it out now. <laughs> I, I, he only has he only had don't let him don't let him tell you wrong. He only has like one 
back to back day where he's running. Okay, so don't, still don't. every 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 time I run, it's six miles. So yeah, just me seeing that, you know, I was like, all right, this this is something that is gonna be well deserving when I get to the end of this. So there's no way I can put myself in a position to to fall short or or, or leave myself, you know, looking at myself like, dang, another challenge I ain't finished. So. I got you. And that's really what, you know, running's all about is consistency. Staying right. with the program and, and, you know, keep going. I talk about that all the time. Now, Tom, I'm, past, I'm past the 21 day mark too. Everybody say you, you, know, you, 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 you made that 21 day. day mark. There you go. So when I first talked to Tommy and, and uh, Buddy about coming on the show, Buddy was like, hold up, let me get to week four or five first. Before. Right. Huh? <laughs> He said, I, I, you know, I can't be on right away. Give me a minute. Let me get into it, and then we all come on and talk about it. <laughs> Let me build a story up. Now, now, Tommy, I wanted to talk to you because, I mean, you, you're a coach. Um, now, I wanted to kind of talk to you about the reason why you decided to become a coach. Was there something that pushed you, or is it just, hey, this is an opportunity. Let me go ahead and do it. So that was – unexpected as well as far as becoming a a coach it wasn't really on, on my radar I, I have been a run lead for Atlanta track club for quite some time participating in like the peach street training and I'm currently doing the public's virtual training so I have a couple people I'm training as a run lead with Atlanta track club but they sent an email out I think any of them may have gotten it as well where they basically said they're having a class just for Atlanta track club members to get certified as a, you know, level one RRCA coach. I was like, wait a minute, let me look at this. Then I started asking a couple of people I know that's, that's run family, like Mark Monroe and, and Dwayne Scott. I think I reached out to Lisa um, mm -hmm. Gosley, I think, mm -hmm. she's a coach. I said, you know, what do y'all think about this? You know, is it good? Is it worth the money? Because it was a little pretty, pretty penny, right, India? It was pretty penny. Yeah, what, almost four. <laughs> <laughs> And at first they were going, at first I thought they were going to pay for my coaching because as a run lead, they were saying they initially thought about, you know, covering the cost, but then they said, no, no budget and, and everything. So mm -hmm. I was like, man, should I even do it? But after speaking with a couple of people that I respect as, as runners and they had already had their, their level one, I was like, I should get it. Only if, if, if it just helps me have more information to help other runners as a run lead to me that would be more than worth it, whether I did my own coaching thing on the side or anything like that, because I just love the sport and it's done so much for me. So that's just, and then the funny thing is when I got in the class, I see India, I see Christy. I, I mean, uh, January was in there. I, I had never known January. I've seen her, but it's like a, a class reunion almost <laughs> in the virtual <laughs> class. So it was, it was good. A lot of good people in there. Uh, I just love runners, man. The spirit you got to have to even run it don't matter what pace it's always a struggle mm -hmm. it's always a mental battle and that's why you know I, I i got the the alias warrior running on instagram i you know to separate me from team daniels because that's more family oriented you know i'm a big family guy uh, with marriage monday and stuff like that but my warrior running is just dedicated to runners and running because i think it's 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 mental and no matter how fast you run no matter how often you run it's still a you, you gotta get up for it every time. It's like, man, I gotta get after like, it. Yeah, like buddy, like man, I got six miles. I gotta get, you know. <laughs> They're cold in that garage. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. 
Now, Tommy, yeah. let me ask you this. Um, since, you know, becoming a certified coach and, you know, what you guys learned in class, how has it affected your personal training? Like, have you looked back and gone, you know what, I need to be doing this, you know, based on what I've learned and that sort of thing? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And any can probably comment on it. It's you you learn so much about the, the physical um improvements that certain running does, for example, like tempo versus interval. Um, what's the term? Far far length, far, far, far length, clip. whatever. Yeah, far clips. Far clips. I mean, I didn't even know what that was, but there's, there's so many cardiovascular benefits for doing that, that interval running that I didn't even know about prior to running. So now that I know that I've incorporated in my, my own training. And then I got with, um, instead of using like the normal garment and stuff, I got with stride and it's a little foot pod I put on my, my shoe. It works with my Apple watch, which is real cool. And it's a power base system. So after running with it for like three days, it calculates a critical power. And that's what, and for example, just for, say my critical power is 239. And basically the critical power is your, the threshold at which point my dominant stress changes. So at two anytime I run and, and my power threshold is above 239, now I'm above my, my dominant stress. So that's where the improvement comes in. And then it, what stride, what I like about stride, it, it gives you a, a run plan that tells you when to run at that threshold level. And that's how you build stronger, faster times. And that's what I've really been geared towards with my, my running now is just getting stronger and at the same time running faster, but it's, it's less effort. So now my runs are instead of pace-based, it's power-based, which is more yeah. about effort. Cause, Cause as your terrain changes, your pace can be all over the place. But if my, so I can look at my watch and say, for instance, tonight, my, my, my power based training is based on, you need to be at 179, which is a easy pace power rate. So I'm just running at 179, but then maybe the next two days, it may say you need to run at 220. So for this marathon I'm training for now, the Publix, for me to hit my time, my target time, they got me set at 220 power base, right? My max is 239. That's where my dominant stress kicks in. So for, for me to hit my time for the marathon, I don't, I don't need to be at 239. I'm not uh, Kipchoge. I'm not trying to run that fast for 29. No, nah, definitely not. <laughs> but but at two, but if I can keep my 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 power output, my power output at 220. I will run a three sixteen minute marathon, three hours sixteen minute marathon. To me, mm -hmm. three hours sixteen minutes. If I if I can keep my power race, my power effort across every mile at two twenty, that's gonna be like a seven thirty pace. I can run a I can run a three sixteen, a three hour sixteen. That'd be my fastest time I ever ran. It'd be, but you know, that's the goal. That's, that's the goal. goal. Hey, I, it's you know what, Tommy? I love people who say they go. You that's said your goal, goal out loud. I'm gonna be out. That's I'm gonna, I'm running the half, so I, I might stick around and shoot. You running that fast? You might finish your full before I finish my half. Shoot. Right, <laughs> 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 the, the way you're talking about running. But anyway, when I finish my half, I will still be out there if they'll let me. I still, I'll stay out there and cheer for I, you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Not that's a, not a problem. Not a problem. So, and just for an example, so you know, you're training for this marathon. 
becoming a certified coach because you've run marathons before. Um, I've run in marathons with you before. Um, is it quite a different training program now than what you've done before in the past? Oh, for sure. It's, yeah. It's, the, the funny thing is, kind of like with Buddy's training, I'm I'm only running four days. The other days, I'm I'm either doing yoga or I'm resting, and I feel way better than like before. I was doing the the Hanson plan. They had me running six, seven days a week. I think I told. I, I think I'm the one that made you run on that Hanson plan. Tommy, yeah, I yeah. got that daggone Hanson model. Get that Hanson. You want to break records? You want to break records? You better get that Hanson, dog. Had me broke up, man. Be burnt out. Before you even get to half your training plan, be burnt out. Be burnt out. Yes. And then it make you feel bad when you don't stick with the plan. You're like, man, they want me to run six days a week. What? No. No, I'm running four. You but know what, Tommy? Quality, yeah, it's quality I, runs though. Mm -hmm. It's quality runs though. So my, my long run that, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's quality runs. I tell people that so all my, the time, and a lot of with a lot of my clients, I tell people it's better to have quality miles than the quantity of miles. Like you could go out there and do five, six miles, but if you barely getting through five, six miles, you might as well gave me a good one miler. Like, come on, yeah. like let's let's we need to get quality so miles. True. So true, mm -hmm. and it, it really does. So I've. I've, I've dialed back my my mileage. So even doing marathon training, I'm I'm averaging like anywhere from 40 to 45 miles a week. Mm -hmm. Right? Not that 60, 70, 70. And I have I have people that's in my virtual training through Peachtree and well through Atlanta Track. And some of the people that's in the training, they've already reached out to me saying, I'm injured, I'm burnt out because they were trying to keep up and do the plan that they're on through Atlanta Track Club, which not saying they got it from Atlanta Track Club, but the plan has like six or seven days of, of running. And I told them, just cause they give you a seven day plan, don't feel like you got to commit to running every yeah. every day. Cause rest. you will, you will get injured. You gotta, and, you gotta and I, rest and recovery. Like you and I think that uh, that is where coaches come in for people who may don't know that. Some people might think, well, if they gave me a five-day plan and I miss a day, I've just messed up the plan, whereas a coach can kind of let you know, hey, like y'all were saying, hey, maybe you only did four days, but were they quality four days? You know, keep it moving. Athletes be like, oh, I need to go make it up. It's like, no, nah, let's let's just start. Let's press. just keep up. Yeah, let's just, let's keep <laughs> let's on just moving. Keep let's keep yeah. on moving. Exactly, India. Don't make it. Yeah, don't. Let's start fresh. Don't worry about making nothing up. Mm -hmm. Don't try to add it in the same days. <laughs> two a days. Yeah. Why you laughing, buddy? You done did that? What's mm -hmm. on the agenda? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, buddy, I want to get back to you, um, because uh, and I, 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 and I guess, buddy, well, no, nah, buddy, I knew you before Pacer City. Um, buddy mm -hmm. is the uh, photographer to the stars, so, um, you know, he'd be <laughs> everywhere. But um, so our Pacer City is a run group that you started. What it had to be about five years ago. Six. Six been about six years ago. Yeah. Um, y'all were going strong until I guess the pandemic hit. Are you are you are you guys getting back out and doing your runs? Now this is only for people in Atlanta, of course. Um, you guys are still running on the belt line, east side belt line. Uh, right now we're not doing anything um due to the pandemic. The funny thing is we tried to do we did like um three days. We ran for um three different run meetups and the belt line was like 
as packed as it was <laughs> before the pandemic. I had no idea. I thought really? I was going to get out there and it's going to be scarce. Mm-hmm. But man, it, it, ain't, ain't no pandemic on that belt line. I just say that. <laughs> so, um, the belt line is a super spreader. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You wonder why them numbers going up in Georgia? Go to the belt line. <laughs> oh man, just fly your drone over the top of it. <laughs> but, but we tried to do that. Um, uh, the weather, the weather started getting cold, and mm-hmm. uh, just you know, people. A lot of people moved. You moved out the city. Uh, a lot of people that was coming to the belt line was coming to the belt line because of the convenience of the belt line. My job was right next to it. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we just weren't able to get the numbers and I wasn't able to run the pace that I wanted to run, actually. <laughs> you know, be an advocate for, you know, us coming out and doing these runs. So I was like, you know what? We're just going we're gonna to reset this thing and, you know, give me 12 weeks. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> once we once once I get that under my belt, and a lot of the runners that used to run also they they um went from running to bikes. So um a good bit of people that used to come to the belt line and run with me now all run ride bikes and stuff like that too. So okay. we even had got to the point right before I um kind of hung it up where I was bringing my bike too. So we'll run and then we'll go to the the bike ride with the dope peddlers. So <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. And just to let you, dope peddlers is not a group of uh dope peddlers. It is a bicycle group, correct? Just so yeah. everybody, yeah. So nobody think we talking about a, a yeah, dope yeah. group. Bicycle pedals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Say it all. <laughs> say it. Cyclists. Yeah. Cyclists. Cyclists. Yes. A group of cyclists is not um, a, a drug <laughs> ring. Before somebody be like, dope peddlers. What are they talking about on the run duo today? Uh, no, dope but... peddlers. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, back to, to to the coaches now because I know Indy, you've mentioned this on the podcast before as well. As far as RRCA uh, trying to, you know, with, you know, and we talked about this is Black History Month. We talked about this early before we brought you guys on um, that uh, they're trying to be more inclusive and have more representation of minorities as coaches. I mean, talk to a little bit about that, uh, Tommy. I mean, as far as how you feel about becoming a coach and how you're going to be representing, you know, as an African-American, you know, run coach. Man, what you just said, I didn't even know they had an initiative actually, which I'm happy to see that they are because we definitely are some of the most avid runners. So we, representation is definitely necessary. I think anytime you can be an ambassador or, or for the sport, uh, regardless of you know race, color, creed, is, is phenomenal. I think on the planet, is anybody faster than us in all actuality? <laughs> so we should be on every running magazine cover, <laughs> post, you name it. Hey, hey, they know what it is. Hey, <laughs> more than an athlete. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But nah, I, I love the initiative. I think I think um, one of the good things coming out of just the pandemic and um, all the other stuff that's happened in 2020 was just the the benefit of people actually acknowledging the the fact of systemic racism and that the, we need you know equity, inclusion, and I'm thinking that going forward, it's going to be uh, a much better, much better for for, for us in, in all industries and in all areas. So I'm happy to be um, front and center as a coach. I'm definitely going to do my part to, to just promote fitness and health. And really, I think it, it's not even about 
running at a certain pace or hitting a certain goal. It's just, just staying active. And I, I'm willing to help anybody that's willing to make the commitment. That's the biggest thing I told Buddy, man. You, if you can commit, hey, let's do it. You know, I just don't want people just um, starting something and then just not following through. And that's why I really decided to have it listed as warrior running because I, I need that warrior mentality. If you come, if you come and want to work with me or have a plan, I'm going to give 100%, but I need that warrior mentality. I want you to be like, even on bad days, unless you're injured, I need you to put that work in because you're going you're gonna to thank yourself, not me. You're going to thank yourself later for, for staying committed. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear. That's, that's definitely a good way to be. And, I mean, I think, you know, with all, you know, like you said in that class, it was like, oh, home week because, you know, everybody was in there. You know, I, I know at least, you know, you, India, uh, January. Um, I don't know if I know the other person you were talking about, Chrissy, that was in there, but I know uh, quite a I know quite a few um, people that have been RCA certified, and they're all different types of personalities. Like you were talking about Mark Monroe, Lisa Gosney, you know, people like that. We're all, they're all kind of different personalities. You and India, different personalities. So when somebody's signing up with a coach, you do want to look at the personality, the person. Some people need different things from a coach. So that's why I like that you know, we are getting more coaches. You know, some people think, oh, why do we need more coaches? You know, we already got a lot of qualified coaches. Well, not everybody wants that same type of person to coach them. And no, that sure. might, yeah, that might stunt their growth in running. They might decide, well, I didn't really like the coach, so I ain't gonna run no more. So, yeah. you know, that's why I like there's a there's a wide range of different types of coaches out there. I, yeah, and that's, I that's another... All. Go ahead, buddy. That's another reason why I picked Tommy too. Um because when when I first before Tommy even know knew I existed, I saw Tommy, and he was running around the track with his son, and I was like, "That's the type of guy I want to be when I get you know my kids and stuff like that." So, you know that that representation it, it really matters. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and you know I yeah, think I Tommy, we talk a lot of times on the on the podcast, or we have talked about. The fact when it comes to coaching, it's not just that piece of paper. It's not just the certification, the hours that you put in, the hundreds of dollars that you put in to get the piece of paper and to say mm -hmm. that you're certified. It's so much more to being a coach than just that certification. You have to have the personality, the attitude, the drive, the extra education that you obtain from it, connecting with people, community. Like there's so many other things that you have to have, the empathy for your clients. Like there's so much other things. And I think every single coach gives their own level of uniqueness or should be giving their own level of uniqueness to be able to continue to have um, a good coaching business. Like that's what it's all about. And as a client, you have to figure out what you like about your coach or why you picked a coach. Like those are the things that you should be looking for when it comes to a coach. Does personality drive? Because there's people that, Tommy, I'm, I know I'm, I'm coaching heavily right now. And there's some people that may come to you as a client, but they may not be the right fit for you, even as a client to coach and coach to client. Like mm -hmm. I can take your money all day, but if we're not a good drive, that I'm a good mesh, it doesn't make sense. Um, but I think it's important for us to be able to represent um, because if you don't see it, it's all about the exposure. If you don't see it, you don't think it's out there. Um, and so now that there's more people that do look like everyone that's on this, um, on this podcast today, um, there's other people that can say, you know what, I'm going to sign up with Tommy or I'm going to sign up with India and get these services. Yes, so, indeed. So India, yes, indeed. So India, I may have a referral for you because I think my wife about to fire me. So <laughs> you know what? Listen, when you posted yesterday, 
I think you were the other day about marrying your wife. And I was like, you know what? I should say something. But I was like, that's his whole wife. So I'm not. <laughs> nah, hey, it's all good. You know, I can take it. Hey, I, I can take it. So you can say it. You can say it. But uh, I may send her your way because she, I think she's going to fire me soon. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. That's funny. That's you giving funny. her that uh you giving her that Demarcus Huff plan and she's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. So hey guys, so just in case um people want to follow you, Tommy at Team Daniels of Warrior Runners, or they want to follow you, Demarcus Huff, or at Buddy Love. Go ahead. Um, we'll start with you, buddy. Give us your uh give us your contacts if they want to follow your journey. If y'all want to follow my journey, I'm gonna say um join a run club on Strava, uh Pay to City Run Club. Uh, that's why I post all my runs that I might not post on social media every day, but whenever I turn that watch on and say I'm running, whenever I'm finished, it's going straight to Strava. So um, you can find me on Strava at Buddy Love. You can find Pace the City at Pace the City Run Club. I think we over 40 members right now. Um, so we, we 40 plus strong. Um, Strava actually really keep me inspired too. So, um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, you can follow Pace the City. Um, and I'll let Tommy take it from there. What we got, Tommy? Yeah, so, so on Strava, I'm Team Daniels. On Strava, for Instagram, it's, it's warrior.running on Instagram. Or if you want to follow me, um, it's Team Daniels forever on Instagram. And that's that's more personal. That's that's family. But warrior.running is the running uh, Instagram. So definitely hit me up. If I can help anybody, just just let me know. And, and let me just say, guys, y'all need to follow both these gentlemen, not just for running. They're both, I, I say they're both renaissance men. Buddy, every time I turn around, buddy, you got some, you got your YouTube channel. You be playing the, the video games. You oh, got, you, you did an app one day. I was like, buddy doing, was it for an Apple or Android app that you, you put together that day? It was all, it was all platforms. All platforms. It's it it basically an interval app. This cat, he, he's photography. Buddy. I mean, it's Renaissance Man all the way. Keep and your eyes open. It's another app on the way. It's another one on the way? Okay, we'll have to take it. And then Tommy, you know, Tommy Daniels, Team Daniels, he does the, the Marriage Mondays. You know, this guy's a, a husband, a father. Love um, Marriage you know, Yeah, you got you to gotta check him out. So follow not just for the running, follow these guys for, for, for almost anything. They def, definitely have some great content that you want to see. Man, Tommy, India, thanks, thanks for having us. Man, we appreciate the forum. Um, Y'all... Love y'all uh, podcast, man. Always entertaining. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. And we thank you guys for making Black History. Hey, thank y'all. What's up? <laughs> thank y'all. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> All right, y'all. What a great conversation with those guys. Truly enjoyed speaking with you guys today. And thank you for taking time out of your day to speak with us. Yes, for sure. That was amazing. It's always good to get different perspectives on things. That's what's important is to hear people's perspectives and how they how they approach situations. Exactly. So, India, if uh, they want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Yeah, so y'all can actually go right to my website, milesfromindia.com. All of my social media and everything is there. But my social for Instagram is I underscore of underscore indigo, which is E-N-D-I-G-O run. So that's I of indigo runs. My website, again, is milesfromindia. Um, and, of course, milesfromindia.com, excuse me, milesfromindia at gmail.com is my email. And you can get me at tmitch.com. Uh, 68 on Instagram as well as Thomas W. Mitchell the number 2 at gmail.com Alright guys, uh, Black History Month, make sure you get out there make some Black History or learn about some Black History 
um, in February. Um, black history, the correct black history. Not the <laughs> stuff that we learn in these textbooks that's half right or not right at all. <laughs> exactly. Be intentional about learning about some real black history. You know, talk talk to you, talk to grandparents. They probably know some black history they never told you. So uh, yes. talk to our, our um, el- well, not elderly, our older um, citizens. Our they probably can give you some real, real, real life uh, black history. But yes. we will see you guys in two weeks and holla at you. Bye.